When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Over by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 373 of the Talking Fires podcast and YouTube show. Ben Fadden with you here on March 28th, 2023. Thank you everyone for being here. So this show today, I just wanted to go over what I think will be a successful Padres season. And those that are joining live here on YouTube, feel free to give your thoughts in the comments, in the chat. If you're watching on replay, you can give your thoughts in the comments, or if you're listening on the podcast platforms, you can give your thoughts to me at Talking Friars on social media. What do you think will be a successful Padres season? How far do the Padres need to get for this season to be deemed a success? For me, I think it's winning the World Series. I think that's where we are right now, right? For me, I'm someone that likes to make progress, right? If I didn't make progress in something, then how can I see that as a success? If I didn't make progress in that, that goes to uh, my sports team, my favorite sports teams. Like if they didn't make progress from where they got or where they were last year, then they didn't make progress, right? Like I can't be totally happy with the season, really, unless like injuries happen or something, if they didn't make progress. So I initially was going to sit here and say, well, I think a successful season, you know, making it to the World Series. And I, Maybe, you know, two months out, if the Padres make it to the World Series this year and, you know, we're sitting there in the middle of the offseason, we've had time to reflect on the season, maybe we'll sit there and say, hey, it was a, a successful year because the Padres, they made it to their first World Series since 1998. But if a team makes it to the World Series, you're that close to being the champion of the entire league right? You're that close to being the only team going home happy, fully happy because you won it all, right? So you're right there. So it's, it, I'm just thinking if the Padres do make it to the World Series this year and they don't win, it's going to be hard for me to sit there and say, man, well, 
that's great. Because they were right there, and you, you just don't know when that next opportunity is going to come, right? I know Yankees fans, they have so many World Series titles, but go ask the Yankees fans now, right? They, it's World Series for them every year. They haven't been back since 2009. They've won so many of them that they, I guess they were just conditioned to, yeah, we'll make it back. But they didn't make it back. They haven't made it back since 2009. And the Padres haven't made it back since 1998. The Mariners have never gotten there. So making it to the World Series, like, you don't want to take that for granted if that does happen, obviously. But you're going to have that thought, like, when's the next time this is going to happen? Sure, there's going to be really good Padres teams, I would think, in 2024, 2025. At least that's what it's set up to be. We're going to have this core of Fernando Tatis Jr., Manny Machado, Xander Bogarts, at least, hopefully Juan Soto in the future, you uh, Darvish, Joe Musgrove. We're going to have that core of players, so they're going to have chances. They're going to make the postseason if they don't win it all this, this coming season. But you still don't know if they're going to get that shot to make it, get that shot to be in the World Series and go win it all again. So for me, it's World Series or bust this year. That's what makes it a success. Now, injuries could happen, right? The big players could go down and the Padres, you know, maybe make it to the NLCS even with those players being down. And then we kind of have to sit there and say, well, considering the circumstances, that was a success. But I'm talking about the talent on this team, the core in place, the superstars on this team, if they're all healthy, then I think it's World Series or bust. You look at MLB.com, they release their predictions. The experts release their predictions for 2023. I think this was today. And in the National League, they have the Padres winning the National League West. If the Padres don't win the National League West, but they win the World Series, I'm, am I going to sit there and say, well, the season was a disappointment because they didn't win the NL West? No. All I care about is if they win the World Series. I care about them making the postseason and then going and winning the World Series. Winning the NLS would be nice because the Dodgers are going to be really good again this year. They're not going to be 111 wins good. They got worse, but they're still going to be a really good team. So beating the Dodgers in the NLS, I would think that that would guarantee the Padres at least a top two seed, which would guarantee them a bye in that first round in the wildcard series. Uh, so that puts them in good position. But as we saw last year with the Dodgers, winning the division doesn't guarantee you anything in terms of postseason success. All it guarantees you is you get into the, deep, the, the, into the division series. But then you could lose in four games like the Dodgers did to us, right? So what I, like the NOS, would, that would be great, right? You'd have bragging rights on the division. It would be the first division title that they've won since 2006. That would be great. That would be the first division title that I've, ever remembered in my lifetime because I was three when they last won it in 2006, right? So that would be amazing, an amazing moment. If they were able to clinch it at home, that would make it even better. But what I care about most is them winning the World Series, the postseason success. You look at MLB.com's postseason predictions, the World Series, they have the Padres beating the Astros. That's my prediction by the way i have padres in seven over the astros beating them in the world series now some fans will say well that's just ben being biased because he's a dire padres fan well i don't i don't care if i'm biased like that's what i that's maybe that's what i'm hoping is going to happen i think the astros they're the best team in baseball i think we still have to give them that but i think the padres they have the talent to be named the 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 best team on paper going into the season in the National League, and that's what ESPN has the Padres ranked this morning. I don't know if you, if anyone has seen ESPN's rankings. They release their like preseason rankings, MLB 2023 preview rankings, playoff odds for all 30 teams, and we can go through those. Um, they have Astros ranked number one, which I do as well. They have them projected to win 92 games. They have the Padres ranked second. ESPN projects the Padres to go 93-69, and 89, 81% playoff odds, 8.7% World Series odds, which 
that's pretty good, right? 30 teams in baseball to have over 8% World Series odds. That's pretty darn good. Uh, that's better than the Astros World Series odds. 8.2% for them, 87 for the Padres. They have the Braves finishing with a better record, slightly, 94 and 68, and have them with better playoff odds, but they rank, they rank the Padres one spot higher than the Braves, which doesn't make a whole lot of sense, but that's what they... I, look, I think the Braves, they are a very good team as well. Like, if I had to rank National League teams, I would go probably Padres because I'm biased, but I, I, I would have went with the Phillies right behind... I mean, you would think the Phillies over the Padres because the Phillies beat the Padres, but it is a different team. The Padres got better. They have Tatis coming back. And with the Phillies, Harper's going to be out. Hoskins is out for probably the whole year, and that's like 30 home runs for their lineup. So that is a huge loss for them. So I'm going to go with the Braves ahead of the Phillies. I'll probably have to go with the Mets a little bit ahead of the Phillies right now. So I'd probably go Padres 1. Braves two, Mets three, Dodgers four, and then Phillies five. Either Dodgers four, Phillies five, or Phillies four, Dodgers five. I think that's really close. The Dodgers, they're a really good team, I think. Again, they got worse, but you can still be a really good team while getting worse because of how really good the Dodgers were last year in the regular season, winning 111 games. Right, they lose Trey Turner. They lose Justin Turner. Uh, who else they lost? They lost uh, who is that reliever? Chris Martin, who goes to the Red Sox. Right, um, Tyler Anderson. They lost Andrew Heaney. They lost who were two big guys in their rotation. So they've lost some guys. Gavin Lux, obviously, who was going to be the shortstop once Trey Turner left. He's out for the year. So they've lost some big pieces and. If I were a Dodger fan, I wouldn't really be too confident in the outfield situation right now beyond Mookie Betts. I think it's James Outman, Trace Thompson, Chris Taylor, who's probably going to be bouncing in between the outfield and the infield. So the Padres, I think they're a better team than the Dodgers. But the Dodgers, they still have a lot of talent, even with the guys that they have lost. You still go through the lineup, and there's, there's still good names. I, I like the Padres' depth in the lineup better. I like the Padres' lineup better. But there's still names there. Mookie Betts, obviously. Freddie Freeman, Max Muncy, Will Smith, J.D. Martinez coming over. David Peralta is pretty much a Padres killer. After that, you know, not great. Uh, but Chris Taylor coming off the bench. Their rotation is still solid. Arias, May, Kershaw, Syndergaard, Gonsolin when he comes back. I think he's going to start the season on the IL. They have some names in the bullpen. But I like the Padres' bullpen better than the Dodgers'. I think the Padres' rotation is pretty close with the Dodgers, even with Musgrove out right now. Dodgers and Padres, they both have some, some pitchers that are out that aren't healthy right now. I would give the Padres the edge on pitching, and I'd give them the edge in the lineup. But I think the Dodgers can still go win over 90 games this year. I think the Padres will just win a little bit more games than the Dodgers will to edge them out in the division. But again... In terms of a success this year, what is a success? It's World Series or bust, I think. Let's see what the chat says here. Fly God says, did you see MLB predicting Padres being World Series winners? Yes, I did see that. That comment is from like eight minutes ago. Sorry. Yeah. It doesn't mean anything. Mills is right. Doesn't mean anything. But it is kind of weird, I will say for ESPN, for sites like that to have the Padres as best team in the National League, MLB.com for their experts to be predicting the Padres to win the World Series over the team that just won the World Series last year. Uh, just to have the Padres in the World Series, having these big outlets predicting the Padres to be that team. We're so used to other teams, Dodgers being like that annual, yeah, Dodgers, that's a safe pick to be in the World Series. It feels like a lot of people are thinking that the safe pick this year is the Padres because of how much talent they have with the lineup, obviously the star power, Bogarts, Tatis, 
Machado, Soto, and then Cronenworth, Cruz, Carpenter, Kim, Grisham. Uh, we'll see what happens with the catching position. They look at the rotation and see names there with Musgrove, Snell, Darvish, right? Musgrove, Darvish aren't ready, but they still have Snell. Padres still have Snell as the opening day starter, right? I think ESPN, MLB.com, they look at that. They look at them bringing in Michael Walker, uh, having Hader and Suarez at, at the back end. I know Suarez is going to start the season not on the roster. He's going to be on the IL, but he should be good, I hope, for most of the year. It feels like it's maybe a little bit of dead arm. Maybe. That's what it seems like. Maybe this is like a Soto thing with Suarez. They're kind of just being precautious. Is that a word? Having precaution with Robert Suarez because they know it's a long season. But there's still Luis Garcia. There's still Tim Hill. Honeywell that they added. Uh, Chris Matt as a long man, right? Steven Wilson. So I think they're... I think the national people that don't pay as close attention to the Padres as like I do, like some of us do here that are watching or listening to this, um, I think they're looking at the Padres like they made it to the NLCS last year. The Dodgers got worse. And the Padres, they added Xander Bogarts, and they're getting Tatis back. So it seems like for, I could see them connecting the dots there and be like, yeah, okay, the safe pick to go with is the Padres to go win the National League, go to the World Series. It's weird. It's weird to be in that situation, right? Be in that spot, but that's where we are right now. All right. I'll get back to some more Padres stuff here in a second, but a message about Gaglione Bros. Check out Gaglione Bros famous cheesesteaks and garlic fries on Friars Road. You can visit their website, gaglionebros.com, for their entire menu and enjoy their cheesesteaks and fries at Petco Park and Snapdragon Stadium as well. So I see a question here. Jonesy for real says, how confident are you in the Padres keeping Soto or do we part ways? I'm confident right now that they will keep Juan Soto. I'm not going to sit here and guarantee an extension because he's a Boris client. And it, it seems like he's more set on going to free agency than Manny was. Like Manny, sure, he said that he was going to opt out. And, you know, there was a lot of conversation about that, right? And the reported offer was a, a low ball offer and all that. You know, the, the, the reporting that Kevin Acey had. There was a lot about that. And, oh, maybe Manny will go to free agency. Is this going to hang over the franchise all year? But talking to Manny's trainer, Nick Soto, like I did, and just seeing all the reports and all that, like Manny and quotes from Manny himself, he always wanted to be with the Padres. And that opt-out announcement that he made was to really get things rolling, get the ball rolling. With Soto, it feels like he's more like, we'll see what happens. It, it's, it just feels like, He's more set on being a free agent. But if the Padres continue to have a lot of success on the field and obviously the roster that is around Juan Soto, why would he want to leave the Padres? If they're, if they're willing to give him the money that he wants, which is obviously a huge factor in this, if they're willing to give him $500 million over 16 years or whatever, whatever it would be, and it's, he's on a winning, a winning team, gets to live in San Diego, why would he want to go test free agency if the contract is just right there in front of you and you can get the guaranteed money right then and there if the Padres get to that point where they offer him an extension like that? You know, I'm confident that they will keep Soto, but I don't know if it's going to be via free agency or if it's going to be in an extension. With Peter Seidler, it seems like like, he, he told Marty Caswell right after that Juan Soto trade happened last year, after the trade deadline ended, he was like, yeah, I'm, I'm essentially saying I'm not scared of the $500 million number. So, I, look, Seidler has not lied to us, right? He, he has continued to say that he's going to try to keep making this team better, continuing to spend money. All he cares about is winning, winning that World Series for the Padres, and all of his actions have backed that up, right? He talked about prioritizing, essentially saying like Manny was his number one priority, right? To keep him long-term. And guess what happened? They kept Manny Machado long-term. He kept him. So he's, he's stuck to his word. So 
if he is not scared of the $500 million for Juan Soto, then I'm going to believe him and think that a deal will get done at some point. I know, look, we don't know if Soto wants to be here, right? Like, I guess that's a big question too, obviously, because there's two sides to Tango, right? He needs to want to be here too. They can offer a bunch of money, but maybe he wants to go to the East Coast like Trey Turner wanted to go back East when he hit free agency. We, we don't know that. We don't know the answer to that. But the Padres, if the Padres could control it, like money-wise and having a really good roster, then Soto will be locked up, I think, long-term. Drew asks, what are your expectations from Drew Pomerantz this season? That's a very good question. I don't think we should have high expectations for Drew Pomerantz this season just because he has not proven to us in the last couple years that he can stay on the field and be a reliable arm for the Padres. But I expect him to to pitch for the Padres. I think I was listening to John and Jim maybe last week or whenever the Pomerantz news happened, and they they thought that we're not even going to see Pomerantz, or they, they wouldn't be surprised if Pomerantz did not pitch for the Padres again. I'm not going to go that far. I think that Pomerantz will pitch for the Padres this year, but I'm not going to sit here and say he's going to give like 30, 40 games for the Padres. Maybe it's more 20 to 30. Uh, I don't think it's going to be a lot. I think they're going to make sure he's ready to go before they bring him up to the big leagues, like show that he can pitch in like El Paso and stuff and rehab outings, make sure he's healthy before bringing him back because they probably don't want to bring him back and then one outing in, he has to leave, right? So it might be a while before Drew Pomerantz comes back and pitches for the Padres, but I expect him, my expectations are at least that he will pitch for the Padres at some point in 2023 at the big league level. I'm not ready to totally give up on him yet, but it, it does feel like just his body's not letting him do what he wants to do. And it's unfair. It, it sucks. It's unfortunate. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Devin says, making the World Series. That's what will be a successful Padre season. Making the World Series is what will make this season successful. Look. Like I said earlier, making the World Series was my initial answer to this question. But when you're in the World Series, it's like you don't know when you're going to get back to this. You're in the World Series. So if that happens for the Padres this year, that means that they beat the Phillies or they made it past the Phillies, they made it farther than the Mets, the Dodgers, all of these big teams in the National League. And all that they have to do is win four games to be something that they have never been, a Major League Baseball champion, a World Series champion, right? So you're right there. You can see it. You're in the, the media day. You're taking photos with the commissioner's trophy. You know how they do that for Fox? You're doing that. You're right there. So if they lose that, it's, it's probably going to be hard for me to sit there and say, that was a successful season. It's going to be man, there was a lot of success this year. They made it to the World Series. It wasn't a failure, but it's sure disappointing that they weren't able to finish the job. With San Diego State, right now I can make that comparison. Final Four. It's like a dream. 
I didn't think that. I, I think it's more possible for the Padres to win the World Series this year than than it was. Or I thought at the beginning of 2023, I thought it was more possible for the Padres to go win the World Series later this year than for the Aztecs to be Final Four. Like Final Four, that's not even something that I felt like was doable for San Diego State. But they did it, and now it's like, well, we don't know what the next time is going to be, especially with college basketball, right? Because it's not a series. There's one game. I don't know when that next time is going to be for the Aztecs to make it to the Final Four. Who knows if they'll make it to another Final Four again in my lifetime? We just don't know. This is their first Final Four. It was their first Elite Eight. So you got to capitalize on this chance. And I think the Aztecs can. They definitely can go win it all in the Padres. So if they make it to the NLCS again, go win that. Capitalize on that. They make it to the World Series. First time in my lifetime that they will have ever made it to the World Series. Go capitalize on that. You don't know when you're going to have that again. The Dodgers won 111 games last year and didn't make it past the NLDS. There have been a lot of good teams in baseball. You look at the Seattle Mariners, right? All the games that they won back in that 2001, whatever year that was, where they set the regular season record. The regular season wins record, right? What was it, 116 wins, something like that? And they didn't make it to the World Series. They've never made it to the World Series. So you just got to capitalize on those opportunities. And pressure is a privilege, right? I think it's good to have the pressure on this team because it means that they that, that A.J. Preller has had a really good offseason and he, the front office, Peter Seiler, the Padres organization, they have constructed a really good roster with a lot of talent on that roster, right? There's a reason why there's people predicting the Padres to go to the World Series and to win the World Series because the talent that's on this team. So I'd rather be in this spot saying World Series or bust than obviously be where we were in 2018, you know, with Freddie Galvis as our starting shortstop and Manny Margot in center and uh, who was in left, Jose Perella hitting cleanup. Like, I'd rather be in this spot, right, and be disappointed that they didn't win the World Series or make it to the World Series than saying if the Padres would have overachieved or like 2020 where they made it to the playoffs, they made it to the division series. And while that loss, the Dodgers was disappointing. It was like, Oh, we made it to the playoffs. That's great. We can, we can take steps forward, you know, keep making progress is my point here. Like they, they got to keep going here. Right. And I guess progress, you know, progress would, I'll be fine. Probably at the end of the year, if you have the opinion or if you have the opinion now, like, like Devin, Make it to the World Series. That's, that is progress, right? They made it to the NLCS last year, and they weren't able to make it to the World Series. So making it to the World Series in 2023, that is taking a step forward. But if you're in the World Series and you don't win, it's like you were right there. You didn't go that far just to go that far, just to the World Series. If you made it to the World Series, you're going there to go win the whole thing. So, yeah, I'm going to be really disappointed if they can't win the whole thing if they make it there obviously that's six months down the road it's march 28th but those are the expectations that's what we're going to be talking about all year long is how's this team looking are they in, in a spot to make the postseason is this team does this team look like a team that can go win the world series and it's going to be impossible to judge that probably on Thursday after that game. But that's going to be in the back of our minds all year long, right? World Series, as long as things are trending towards making the postseason, like that's what we care about. And are we seeing signs that this team is World Series caliber? On paper, they are, I think. I think Preller's going to make more moves before the deadline because he'll have a better sense of where this team is at. But on paper right now, I think they have a lot of the pieces they need to go win the World Series. They upgraded the offense. They upgraded the pitching depth. They still have a strong bullpen. So I like their chances. Yeah, 116 wins for the Mariners that year. Yeah, lost to the Yankees. Was it the CS or the or was it the Division Series? Was it the Championship Series? Okay. Um, yeah, did not make it to the World Series. 
So nothing's guaranteed. Nothing's just given to you. So if you earn a spot in the World Series, go capitalize on that. Yeah, Amarista. Uh, was he? He wasn't 2018, right? His last year, I want to say, was 2016, I think, with the Padres. Right? And then he played some with the Rockies. I loved Alexi Amarista. He was one of my favorites. Him, Khalil Green. Yeah, 2016 was Alexi's, the Little Ninja's last season with the Padres. 20, part of 2013, 2012, excuse me, to 2016. Then he played 2017 with the Rockies. And then maybe he had like a minor league deal or something with the Phillies because his baseball reference page has him in a Phillies uniform, even though he never played for the Phillies in the big leagues. So going through this ESPN power rankings here. So again, one was the Astros in terms of best teams in baseball. The Padres were number two, projected record 93 and 69, 81% chance of making the playoffs, 8.7% chance of making it to the World Series, I think. I think that's what that is. Not winning the World Series, but or maybe it is winning the World Series. I don't know. All it says is 81% playoff odds, 8.7% World Series odds. So I'm guessing that's winning the World Series. It's still a good, uh, that's a good percentage. The Braves, they have at number three. They have the Yankees four, Dodgers five, which I think is a little bit high based on them getting worse and losing a lot of key players last year, or from last year to this year. They have the Mets six behind the Dodgers. Philly 7, probably the Hoskins injury was a big blow to that. Blue Jays 8, Cardinals 9, who they have a, they have a good lineup. Bringing in Wilson Contreras, I think the, the, the rotation is probably going to be a question mark for them. And probably the bullpen. 10 is Seattle. I, I think Seattle's a playoff team. They could win the division, but I think it'll be close. Kind of like Dodgers and Padres this year. In the division, I think it'll be close. Astros beating the Mariners for the division there in the AL West. Rays 11, Guardians 12, Brewers 13, Twins. Wow, okay. Behind the Brewers. I don't agree with that. I have the Twins winning the Central this year. Angels 15, Brandon Jury went over there. Rangers 16, Orioles 17, White Sox. Red Sox, 19. Cubs, 20. D-backs, 21. So I'm just looking at the NL West teams here. Looking for them. Diamondbacks, 21. They have them going 78 and 84. Which I think that's pretty fair. I think they could end up third in the division, to be honest. I think they could surprise some teams. But I, I like the Giants pitching depth better than the Diamondbacks going into the season at least. They have the Giants behind the D-backs, just behind them at 22, D-backs 21, Marlins 23, Royals 24, Pirates 25, Tigers 26, Rockies 27. So they have the Rock they have the Rockies at 0% playoff odds. 60 and 102 is their projected record. 0.0% World Series odds. So they're not giving them any chance at all, which I, I agree with, but don't technically, doesn't every team have to have a little bit of a, ch a shot to make the playoffs? But they're saying 0%. 0% playoff odds for the Rockies. Which, they deserve that. Because they didn't really try to get better. Sure, they brought in Profar, Pierce Johnson, but they're not actually trying to win. They're just trying to field a, a, a decent roster with some names that some fans will know and then probably trade those guys. They'll probably look to trade Profar at some point this year. Just like the Reds, they'll probably try to trade Will Myers at some point. Reds, they come in at 28. A's come in at 29 and the Nationals at 30. That's going to be a long year over there for Mackenzie Gore and C.J. Abrams and 
Well, Hassel would. They're in the minors. Maybe they debut at some point this year because there's no one else to play for the Nationals. That'll be a long year for them. Uh, Devin with the question here. Do you think Bob Melvin will win manager of the year? I, I believe in my MLB season predictions on my MLB YouTube channel, Baseball Struck. I encourage you to go check that out. Daily baseball content over there. I believe I had Bob Melvin winning manager of the year. That video might come out later today, actually, or tomorrow. I forget which one. Uh, but in my predictions, I believe I have Bob Melvin winning the National League Manager of the Year, dealing with the Tatis comeback and first division title, hopefully, since 2006 for the Padres. I think that will warrant Manager of the Year. There, if, if a if a surprise team makes the playoffs, then maybe that that's what takes Bob Melvin out of winning the Manager of the Year. Uh, because let's say the Brewers. Let's say they like trade Corbin Burns and they still make the playoffs somehow. Then Craig Council might win the manager of the year. Or let's say the D-backs make the playoffs somehow. Or the Giants, right? No one expected them to make the playoffs, but they made it over either the Padres, Dodgers, Cardinals, Phillies, Mets, Braves, right? Those are the six that we think will make the playoffs, right? Um Let's say someone else other than those teams makes the playoffs, then okay, then that manager will probably win the manager of the year. But if not, then I'm, I'd go with Bob Melvin. So yeah, I think Bob Melvin will ma win manager of the year because I see the playoff teams being the three division winners, Padres, Cardinals, and I don't remember who I had winning the East. Phillies probably, but that was before the Hoskins injury. So probably the Braves now. And then Phillies, Mets, and then my final wildcard team, who would it be? Who is that? The Dodgers, duh. Okay, sorry. Brain fart there. I have those teams winning, the, the, or those teams making the postseason. So, yeah, I think Bob Melvin will win manager of the year. That, that's my prediction. But, yeah, it's a biased Padres fan, so you probably don't care, but, yeah. I was asked, so there's your answer. Gil says, success is taking the next step, which is reaching the World Series. Do I want the ring? Absolutely. But it's not imperative to say it wasn't a successful season if the team gets that far, step by step. That's true. And again, I will not fault people for saying at the end of the year, if the Padres make it to the World Series, that this year was a success because they made progress. But for me... This is just me personally. If they're in the World Series, they're right there and they don't win. They're good enough to win the World Series because they made it there. They got past all those top teams in the National League, all those good pitching staffs in the National League. They were able to get past them. I'm going to think they're good enough to win the World Series. And if they don't, then that's going to be a disappointment for me. Not a failure, but um, a failure would be missing the playoff. That, that's a failure. A failure might be even not making it to the NLCS or not making it at least to the division series. If they can't win the wild card series, so they don't win the division, or they're they win the division, but they're the three seed, so they have to play in the wild card series. Let's say they're the Mets of 2023 and they don't make it past uh, the wild card, right? That's a failure. Not making the postseason, that's a failure. Making the World Series, I don't think that'll be a failure, but it'll be a disappointment. I think winning the World Series is what will have me say, yes, this was a freaking success. But it, again, pressure is a privilege. It's great to be in this spot. Drew asked, do you feel like Camposano will have a bigger role this year? How do you think he compares with Nola? It seems like Camposano has a solid bat, but Nola still has the edge defensively. I agree. I think Nola is the starting catcher. I think Camposano will have a bigger role this year because he has to. There's going to be two catchers on the roster on opening day. And there's no Jorge Alfaro. Maybe Pedro Severino comes up at some point, and it's kind of like that third catcher. But I think that the, the Padres, they want Camposano to have a bigger role. They want to see if Camposano can be the starting catcher. 
But Campy's got to earn it. But I think by default, he will have a bigger role this year because there's two catchers on the roster, not three. But will he earn it? That That's something that we're obviously waiting to find out. I hope that he will. I like Austin Nola. I, I, I definitely don't want to make it seem like I hate Austin Nola. But offensively, Camposano has the higher upside. But in the postseason, I won't be mad if Nola is catching almost every game. I hope Camposano will catch a game in the postseason. That means that someone's confident in them. That means that the Padres are more confident in him this year, right, than they were last year. But I will be fine with Nola catching most the majority of games because he is a very important piece to this Padres team. He's not going to be the MVP of the Padres team or looked at it like that, like maybe Juan Soto or one of the big four if they have a huge year and win the MVP in the National League. But he is going to be one of the unsung heroes of the Padres, I think. Or like he is viewed as that. I think last year he was one of the unsung heroes because he caught every game in the postseason. He came up with some big hits in the postseason, right? Um, so, yeah, I agree with your assessment, Drew. Camposano, solid bat, but Nola has the edge for now defensively. All right, I'll get back to the chat here, but first... I want to tell you about the best and easiest way to play fantasy sports. It's Underdog Fantasy. They have great pick'em games and best ball tournaments. In pickup games, just pick higher or lower on two to five players' stats, and you can win up to 20 times your money in a single night. You can go cross-team, cross-league, and even cross-sport. Best ball revolves around the draft, which is what every fan loves the most about fantasy, and it eliminates the hassle of having to manage your roster all season long, resulting in a fun and easy fantasy product. How does it work exactly? You enter a contest where you participate in a snake draft against other users. That lineup that you drafted competes against every other draft in the entire contest. The better the combined performance of your team, the more money you win. After your lineup is all played, Underdog will take the best performing players and automatically set them as your starting lineup. That's it. No waivers, no trades, no worrying about who to start or sit. After you complete your draft, your part is done. Underdog Fantasy offers best ball in a variety of ways, including daily contests, weekly contests, playoff contests, and season-long contests. You can either enter into these and compete against thousands of other entrants for huge prizes, or if you'd like, you can enter into a private draft with friends and family to compete for a smaller prize pool. Underdog keeps it super simple with their easy-to-use website and mobile apps. Sign up now by clicking the link in the description or by using the promo code TALKINGFRIARS, and you'll double your first deposit up to $100 in bonus cash when you make your first deposit of $10 or more. So if you deposit $100, you get $100 free. If you deposit $10, you get $10 free. All right, let's get back to the chat. We'll have some underdog fantasy stuff starting on Thursday because underdog will start having those daily uh, Padres entries, higher lowers, you know, hit totals, strikeout totals. So definitely stay tuned for that. Um, where was I in the chat here? Camposano, Drew's question. Okay, here's Mills. So, yes, did the, did the Dodgers, did they really get worse? Losing Turner and Lux was a hit, but I don't know about, I don't know about that much. They still had some good guys come up, and it might be a mistake to count them out of anything. I, I'm, I understand your point. Uh, yeah, I, I think they got significantly worse. Um, they're still going to be contending for the division. I think the Padres will win the division, but I think the Dodgers will be right there at the end of the year. It's not going to, Padres aren't going to go win the division by 20 games like the Dodgers did last year. Definitely not saying that. I, I respect the Dodgers and how good they are. But they, they lost arguably the best shortstop in baseball. They lost their starting shortstop, who was one of their top prospects, right, coming up. They lost a couple starters in the rotation, and they have some guys coming back into the rotation that have been dealing with some health problems, right? IL, uh, IL stints with Gonsolin. Are they going to get Bueller back at some point this year? I don't know. What are they going to get out of Noah Syndergaard? their outfield situation. 
I mean, I'm not, a, I, I don't pay attention to the Dodgers every day and I'm not, you know, that locked into their outfield situation, but I don't know who James Outman is. Jason Hayward, he's past his prime. He's on the roster. Chris Taylor is going to be starting every day as an outfielder for them. I, li- I like our depth. I like our roster better than the Dodgers. And I, I do, that is a good point, Mills. They have good guys coming up. They always have, it seems like, they always have a good farm system. And if you look at, I go to Fangraphs, look up their roster, some of the younger guys, they have talent there. Uh, Miguel Vargas seems like a really good young player. Um, Pepio is going to get a shot in their rotation. And I'm trying to go down to their prospects. Their top prospects, Diego Cartea, he's in, he's a catcher for them. He is in double A. So I don't know if he's going to be ready this year. Uh, but I believe it's a, a second baseman or a shortstop that they're really high on. I think Bobby Miller is his name, or is he a catcher? Bobby Miller, yeah, he's in AAA, expected to, <coughs> excuse me, sorry. Bobby Miller expected to come up AAA, he's in AAA now, expected to come up this year. Diego Cartea, Michael Bush, expected to come up this year. Miguel Vargas is going to be starting with the team this year. Gavin Stone they have. Yeah, like they have they have good minor league talent that will come up. And, but they have to work out because if they don't, then that's where the Dodgers will be in trouble. But it seems like they usually do work out. But I, I can't hear I can't sit here and say, yeah, them losing Trey Turner, eh, they'll be all right. They'll they'll still go. They can still go win the World Series. I don't I don't believe that about the Dodgers this year. Maybe they'll prove me wrong, and I hope they don't. But I don't I don't believe that in the Dodgers this year. I think they're they're a contender. They're a postseason team. They're still a really good team. But Trey Turner is a five one player. He's the best shortstop in baseball right now, I think. So you lose that. That's big. You lose Justin Turner, who was huge for them. You lose Tyler Anderson. You lose Andrew Heaney, who were big for them last year. You lose Chris Martin, who was one of their better relievers last year. Obviously, you don't have Kenley Jansen. They don't have a firm closer right now. It's closer by committee. How'd that work out for them last postseason? Right? So I get your point, Mills. The Dodgers, they are a very good team. But I think the Padres are more talented than they are. And yes, the Dodgers, I believe they did get worse. Yes, they got worse. And the Padres, they got better. The Dodgers, they lost arguably a top 10 player in baseball. The Padres, they got one back and add that to a lineup that has Manny and Bogarts now and Soto, right? And Cronenworth and keep going down the line. And they have arguably the best closer in baseball because Edwin Diaz is out for the year. Is Hader the best closer in baseball? They have him. They have Robert Suarez. What do the Dodgers have? Bruce Dargrattle can throw a lot of high-velocity pitches, and he's a, he can get outs. But is he a firm closer? No, not right now. They don't have a firm closer. So I'm more confident in the Padres, just as not looking, trying not to look at this as a, from a biased Padres fan lens. Just looking at this from... If I was like an ESPN expert, right? Who am I more confident in right now? The Padres or the Dodgers? In their chances to go win it all? For me, it's the Padres. Drew asked, did you think Tatis progressed defensively in right field throughout spring training? Yes, definitely. Obviously, the error that I posted earlier in spring, a lot of people viewed that and a lot of overreactions happened from that, right? There are some people that, you know, they they want to try to bash me for, oh, why are you posting a Tatis error? You you hate Tatis. Like, no, I don't hate Tatis. The Padres aren't going to post that, right? Some people are at work. Some people 
are very interested in seeing what Tatis is doing in spring training every day, but they're not watching these games because, you know, they have a job, right? So I'm trying, I help Padres fans. I want to help Padres fans by putting everything out there that people would be interested in, right? So hopefully that's what people understand, right? I, I love Tatis. I'm definitely rooting for the guy. Love him. Um, I was disappointed in what happened last year, obviously, and a lot of fans were, right? But I'm going to cheer him on. Love the guy. I posted, but yesterday, right? I posted the, the the amazing throw that he threw out the runner at third base from right field, right? So, um, look, I, I post everything that people want, that or at least that I think people want, uh, that are interest that they would be interested in. And yeah, to answer your question, Tatis, I think he did progress defensively. He he's more comfortable in right field. He was making some catches late in spring up against the wall, bouncing into the wall. He was he made a couple catches last. Uh, yesterday down the line in right field in that same inning right by the fans so yeah he's getting comfortable we know the arm is going to be great in right field i don't think a lot of players are going to be running on fernando because they're going to see that arm they saw the arm in spring training and they're like yeah let's just keep me on base let's keep me in scoring position at second let's not try to force things here let's keep me on base here maybe a guy hits a home run instead of me getting thrown out to end the inning or something like that so, yeah, I agree with Will. Tatis about to be re best right fielder in baseball with that arm. Well, I don't know about best right fielder in baseball, but he's going to be up there, that's for sure. Mookie I'd put up there right now, probably. Aaron Judge, right, as the best right fielders in baseball. But he'll be up there because he has the talent to do it, that's for sure. Athleticism, arm, speed, the bat, right, because that does – play into right fielders, best right fielders. Like, you do have to have the offense, too, and he definitely has that. He is, an, he is a top 10 player in baseball, maybe even top five when he's at his best. That's who he is. So he can be a very, very good outfielder. And I think he's going to be an all-star this year, even with the missed time, because he's Fernando Tatis Jr. All right, that's going to do it here at Talking Friars, episode 373. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in here on YouTube, live, replay, podcast platforms. I do really appreciate you all. I love talking with Padres fans. That's why I do this. So thank you for the time. More shows to come, obviously. Have a show tomorrow. Have a show with opening day reaction, pregame stuff. So stay tuned for that. Again, thank you, everyone, for the time. Have a great rest of your day. Go Padres.